welcome to the VIP Cafe. My name is Brian Belasco. I'll be one of your podcast hosts today, joined always by the wonderful Greg Smith. Greg Smith, say hello. How you doing, Brian? Hey, How's it going? It's going great. So Greg and I have been longtime friends, and we've been batting around the idea of putting together a podcast, and we finally said, what the heck, let's do it. You know, everyone yeah. says, do a podcast. And I think, well, there's so many, but it's like the concept of... A gasoline station on every corner. There's always room. You have Rite Aid, you have Walgreens, you have BP. Yeah, everybody's you have unique, Shell. too, you know, right? Correct. Everybody's unique. So, our podcast is going to be just about life in general. We're going to talk about things in Youngstown, Ohio. We're going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about personal development. We're going to do numerous interviews with just local folks doing their thing. Um, yeah, we're at the Havana House, Youngstown Poland Road. Wonderful location. Relaxing, having a cigar, having a cup of coffee from Youngstown Coffee Company. We're going to have Garrett on one day. And uh, we're just here to chit-chat with you guys. Yeah, definitely. You know, this is a, a great town. been here my whole life, and so have you. And, yeah, let's, you know. do, let's do a little background so you know who the heck it is you're, you're listening to. Let's go with Greg Smith first. Greg, tell us about yourself. Well, we, uh, my grandfather actually was an orphan in Youngstown, Ohio. And, uh, Started Diamond Steel Construction Company down in the Diamond when he was uh, 17 years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, that company's still around today. The Collins family owns that now. And and then my father came along and uh, started... Clarence, Yes, Clarence Smith started the Compco Industries, which was down on Hilda for a long time. And now we moved to Columbiana for that because, you know, honestly, they make their own power down there. So it's a little less expensive when you're using huge machines and taking a lot of energy. It's it's just a just a little more efficient to, to produce down there and uh, you know it's uh, it's been a long road it really has and uh, we're going we've gone through a recession now we're going through COVID and uh, you know have a great team down there working together so we've been around for I've been around here 54 years Ooh, boy you're old as old as the Super Bowl you know? <laughs> yeah. so one of the things you guys do um, under the realm of Compco are tank heads what, yeah. what, what is that I mean tell tell the the average listener who has no clue what a tank head is. Well, tank heads are obviously uh, needed for pressure vessels, you know, like your water heaters, your gas, and your gas So not the Sherman tank? No, not the Sherman not tank. the however, vehicle. Now, however, see, some people might think it's the vehicle. However, my nephew was in the, was in the military, and uh, he's going, uh, trying to do some government contracts now, so we're going to try to go down that realm. Oh, so since nice. he's got his secret clearance and... He's going to go down that realm, and we're going to we're going to try that out. But they're just the top tops and bottoms to pressure tanks, you know, air receivers, uh, chemical storage tanks, okay. propane tanks. That's what we make the tops and bottoms. We're one of probably two manufacturers in the in the country that do that. Wonderful tank heads. If you need one, yeah, come see Greg. They Smith. make great fire pits when you turn them upside down. You know, mm. that is true. And here's how I know that. So my my kids, well, one now goes to St. Charles, and the two older ones used to go to St. Charles, and we have a bingo night every year, and Comco, I believe, always donated the fire pits yes. 
to well, be raffled off, and they had Ohio State Buckeyes and Steelers and Browns, and they yeah. were your tank head upside down. Yeah, that's uh, Matt Skillman's company called okay. Ohio Flame. Okay. We don't own that. That's his. Okay. And okay. he buys the heads from us and makes the tank heads. Okay. It makes the uh, makes the fire pits. Makes the fire pits, and he does. A f- I mean, his stuff is amazing. So it is an upside down. Yeah. Th- okay. Yeah, well, you should have him on someday too. I think that'd be really fascinating. Yeah. Be- Especially like we turned down Home Depot. I mean, that that's like, why would you turn on Home Depot? Oh, see, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, you're not going to get a fire pit from Home Depot that lasts, has mm. a guaranteed lifetime. You know, it's not going to happen. They are very industrial. And in fact, the, the lettering, I don't even know how you burn that in there. You torch it's, that in there. You just cut it out. Laser cut. Laser cut. Yeah, laser cut. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about you, Brian. Like you're okay. uh, you're like this guy that likes to get on stage and make I people. I do love the stage. Yes. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. So, uh, 48 years old. I've lived in Youngstown, Ohio, all my life. Like Schwabel's bread, born and bred. For those of you who remember the old Schwabel's baking company with that slogan, "Born and bred in Youngstown." So I've been a professional speaker now for, <clears throat> believe it or not, 23 years. Uh, my original goal in life was to be a college professor. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if a lot of people know that. So I went to Youngstown State University for my undergraduate degree. I went to the University of Akron for my master's. And when I finished graduate school, the university actually hired me on as a part-time faculty member. So I was teaching public speaking courses, teaching interpersonal communication courses. I was loving it. Uh, and then all of a sudden, one day, about a year and a half into teaching at the university, I was just about to start the PhD program, and one of my professors, a mentor, Dr. Andy Ranser, brought me into his office and said, listen, Blasco, we love having you here. Get the hell out. And I said, what do you mean, Doc? He goes, you literally should take your show on the road. So it was that day that I decided, okay, I'm done. So I stopped teaching after that semester, stopped pursuing my PhD degree, and left academia and went to the world of professional speaking. And it's been a great run. I mean, it's feast or famine. Uh, in the beginning, I was subcontracting with an international company called Skillpath Seminars, so they were sending me all over the country, and I was doing different seminars and workshops for them, and, and it was going very well. And I thought, hmm, I could probably do this on my own. Yeah. So I you know, parted ways with them. Uh, friendly handshake. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. I'm gonna I'm gonna run this on my own, and it's been wonderful. COVID obviously has kicked my butt because there are no large gatherings right now, mm-hmm. but it's starting to come back. Uh, I do a lot of work with numerous industries. Uh, I've done work with with Greg at Comco and his staff and his managers and and, and supervisors. I do a lot in healthcare with. Um, the variety of individuals that work in long-term care facilities, skilled nursing facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm a professional speaker. I mean, that's, that's what I do. You know, I it's do. interesting. I, I, in a very similar path to, you know, we have the Comco, and, you know, but my love is uh, communications, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, I went taught at YSU, too, and, and, and COVID happened, and they said, well, we don't have room for you. So now I'm teaching people how to publicly speak. Which is very cool. And yeah. you may not know this, but I'm going to tell the audience, Greg Smith has a book out. Greg, tell us about that public speaking book. Well, it's uh, Speak Like a Pro. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, I, I studied with... Here, here's the interesting thing, Brian. You know, I, I go down and this guy, take, I take an assessment, right, on, on what, you know, talents and skills and... You know, it came missions. back zero, folks. Yeah, it, it came did. back zero. It did. They said the only thing you can do is be a public speaker. And I said, well, you know, I'd rather teach those guys. 
What's but the it, old phrase? If you can't do it, teach it. Right. <laughs> but, it, but it came back is I was a, I was a public speaker. And mm-hmm. I said, well, I love it, but I'm not really good at it. He goes, what seminars have you gone to? I go, seminars on public speaking? He goes, what books have you read? I said, books? <laughs> he goes, <laughs> he goes yeah. He says, have you ever had a, uh, a speech coach, a, a, a content coach, a physicality coach? I go, no, they have those? He goes, well, yeah, and no wonder you're no good. <laughs> You know, you know, talent's only so good. You know, got you got to build skill and knowledge. Hone so I, it. Hone I, that talent. I went. I don't mess around. I go to the. I find who's the best in the world at this, and that's why I go study from. Because I'll tell you what, a, you know, you can spend a hundred dollars with the best person in the world, and you can spend ten thousand dollars with an average person learning the same thing. You know, that's, so that's a, a good it, way to look at it. it absolutely, it's, it's absolutely true. So I, I worked with Roger Love on voice. I worked with. Uh, uh, Bo Eason on physicality, and I worked with Kimberly Weil on on story and structure. And let's go back to physicality. Yeah, tell me about that. It's movement, kinesics. Yeah, yeah. body ba- movement. Basically, your m- emotions are directly connected to how you move your body. Absolutely. In fact, I think with every verbal word, there is an action associated with it. Absolutely. In fact, I'll jump in real quick and then I'll give it right back to you. When I, when I taught the course on public speaking at the University of Akron, I had my students give a three-minute speech with no words. So they had their topic, they knew what they had to do, and they had to get in front of the room for three minutes and visually word their speech, but no words were allowed to come out. But we had to see how much we can pick up from their speech based on just their body movement and facial expressions, eyes, uh, the proximity, the use of space within the classroom. And it was really cool. And a lot of kids were nervous, but at the same time not nervous because they didn't have to verbally speak. They just with their body. So that's interesting that you worked with a coach talking about how to move your body. You know, here's something that's really interesting. Uh, Brian, when I was in college, we played a game. The the instructor was teaching us how important physicality and how emotions are connected. And he says, I want you to play out a script from a movie without saying a word, and we're going to guess what movie it is. Oh, cool. A hundred percent. And here's why. He said, there's over 200,000 emotions that the body can feel. And if I ask everybody in this audience and you yourself to write down all the emotions you felt today, you might get to 12. You might. Wow. But there's 200,000. And he said the combinations of emotion is like a combination of a safe. And when you when you see something on screen that hits you emotionally, mm-hmm. you will register that combination. So when you recreate it in front of somebody and you nail it, they'll be able to tell you the scene. It was, it was wild. Oh. And 100% of everybody that went up there did something from a movie, we knew well, it. You got it? Oh, it was amazing. They got it. Everybody did. I mean, when you have 20 Get people, somebody's seen everything. You know? It's really... Incredible, and uh, but you know one of these maybe one of these podcasts we do uh, give because I know our audience always people have to give toasts they got to give speeches at weddings. We could give some tips. We gotta, we I mean, listen again. Speak like a pro, author Greg Smith. Tell me so the book. Go back to the book. I'm interested in, in hearing more about that. Well, it's got uh, all the lessons I've learned. Okay, the layered lessons I've learned. You know. John Maxwell's a, a great friend of mine. And those of you who don't know, that is a big-time speaker in our field. John Maxwell, and Greg Smith is personally friends with him. Um, he's a great just person. Forget the fact that he's a wonderful speaker and motivator. Uh, he's just a good person. So that's very cool that you've worked with John Maxwell. Since uh, 96, I believe it was. Yeah. So I've got that. I've got... You know, everything, every person I've ever worked with, especially you too, I've written down things I've learned from them. And then that's all in this book, plus my oversight of what you see. You know, here's what's interesting, Brian. You know, I asked Roger Love, who's the 
coach of coaches for voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, Prince was one of his, uh, uh. Gwen Stefani, Eminem. I mean, these are the people he's worked with. I mean, top ACDC, uh, you know, Oof. for the old timers. You know, this, this guy's been around. Yeah. And I asked him, what, what separates an average person from a pro? He said, well, pros mimic the best. I said, what do you mean? He said, go to the, go to the Hall of Fame up in Cleveland. Look at the plaques. Every single plaque will have three to four artists that they mimic before they ever became famous. Mm. See, we always think we have to, you know, talent, we have to become original and all this. Originality comes from mimicking others. Yeah, borrow and, the information. Yes, borrow the and then talent. you will yeah. synergistically come up with something that's special and unique. That's <sighs> how it happens. I get it. I love yeah, it. So. Business is like that, too. You know, you don't want to steal someone's business idea, but you can take a concept and tweak Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Why, why, why reinvent the wheel? Correct. You know, make it better. So with the, with the book, How to Speak Like a Pro, do you get into, because a lot of people ask me this question, preparing a speech. So I know you talk about delivery and, and, and you know, kinesics, use of body movement and face. But do you get into the organizational aspect of it, of how to oh, yeah. know, intro, in body, oh, yeah, yeah, conclusion? Yeah. You know, yeah, tell them what you're going to say, yeah, say it, and then tell them what you just said. Okay, absolutely, okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, there, there, the, the biggest thing I think I've learned out of everything is that the mind's wired for story. Everything is a story. Everything's an anecdote. Uh, that's how your mind thinks. And if you don't feel all the, all the different quadrants of story, the mind will create what it thinks needs to go there. Hmm. You know, it has to have all. So a speech is very similar to a story. It, it really is. There's your setting. There's your, your snap or something that happens. It goes sideways. There's, okay. There's your struggle. It's like a plot twist. Yeah. Then there's your struggle. And then you're, there's your revelation, you know, where you. Overcame the, the, adversity. The all-ends moment where you just like, I'm not doing this anymore. The, the turning point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it's a lesson learned. How are you different now than you were before this all started? What did you do to become a, you know, become more advanced or in your thinking or what happened that changed a resolve for you in your life and 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 that's how speech works i mean think about it i mean when you get up on stage you 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 go up there you're, you kind of have like an introduction you show credibility you get the people to trust you and then you turn it on them Ooh, you put them off balance and then you make them struggle for a while then you show them how to solve it and then you say here's what you can do with this that's what you do yeah Right? I'm a maniac. I'm what they call controlled chaos. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. But, but I am a maniac. You're very good stage. at it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Greg. And you, are, and you are as well. In fact, I've seen Greg speak many, many times. And the cool thing about Greg, and again, for those of you who don't know us, again, Brian Blasco, Greg Smith, just two guys hanging out at the Vanna House, having a cigar, chit-chatting, VIP cafe. But I've seen Greg, and the cool thing about Greg and what makes him, to me, a great speaker is he's very conversationalist if yeah. you will what I mean by that is when he delivers a speech it's like he's having a conversation with you and that's how I tend to be as well I, yeah. I, don't, I don't preach at my audience I don't yell at my audience I just talk to my audience like we're talking right now yeah. and I think the speakers who are good at their craft are people who can just have a conversation with a thousand people you know, or one person you know Garrett Blair is a, a, a guy over in uh, California he's coming out with a, with a book and a program he's a great guy he's a, he's a speech coach too, and he uh, he says, you know, what, what, what the transition that we lose between one-on-one and we get in front of a stage is, do you get it? Mm. In other words, when I'm talking to you, I'm watching you to see if you get it. You understand what I'm saying. And, and when we get up on stage, 
good speakers or people that are comfortable don't forget that question. Like mm. they're watching their audience to say, do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Yeah. Do you get it? And the ones that don't think they're up there just broadcasting and they're, and they're kind of in a box. Correct. And, and they don't break that third wall. You know, they just stay, stay away Sometimes yeah. in their script. In fact, that's a great point. I do a lot of sales training. And one of the things I will tell salespersons is this. In a given moment, you need to be ready to ditch the pitch. Okay? Again, ditch the pitch. I should trademark that. So ditching the pitch means you need to read your audience, the person you're selling to, and, and if what you're saying is registering with them, by all means, continue on with that pitch. But the moment you see confusion or you see whatever, you can't just keep rolling with your pitch because you have it memorized. No, right. I have to get these three points out. I have to. No, 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 no. Right. There have been times where I've been hired to give a speech, and I'll, I'll deliver the speech if it's on leadership or customer care or team building. But if I watch and see my audience is, is, is going in a different direction, I, I will tweak my presentation in mid-sentence, and I'm sure you do as well, and, and, and go with what I feel the audience is gravitating towards. Yes. And that's yeah. honestly, uh, you know, I, I, you've been doing it for a long time. It's automatic pilot for you. I mean, mm. you don't even, it's neat that you consciously can break that down. But I mean, people in, that have done this for a living, and yeah. it, it's in your blood. That's what you do. Yep, yep, yep. And, and I think what you're trying to explain to people is that's what you have to do. And you have to do it consciously before you push it down in your subconscious. It becomes like unconscious confidence, really. Correct. Right. Yeah. So, all right, well. Gosh. I, I think we could, we got a lot. Uh, we have a lot. We, there's we a little. Ge- there were some golden boulders in this one. I think so. <laughs> listen, this is again VIP Cafe. Greg Smith, Brian Belasco, coming at you live from the Havana House. Yes, and if you want to, uh, the website we got right now is uh, VIP Cafe dot S H O W. That's VIP Cafe dot S H O W, and uh, we'll see you on on the next loop. <laughs>